podcast. Let's do it. Do it. <sighs> real sour still. Sour. <laughs> Isn't this Dylan's role? I don't know why I'm doing this. It really seems like that's really more Dylan than me. What, your weird random mm-hmm. vocal outburst? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's the sound of Pokemon. I don't know what I don't know you're doing what that. he's doing. I went to Imagination Theater, and then I learned how they make sound effects. Oh, oh like a Foley artist? Yeah. I've always thought that would be a really cool gig. It's like, fun. Like, I kind of have to do that sometimes yeah. when I'm like, I can't find a sound effect for a fork scraping across a table, so I'll make it myself. Punches a, a coconut so or I'm punches gonna, a cantaloupe. I'm going to create a sound that's like a ruffling paper bag. You already did that, and it was terrible guess, the first guess time. Guess what? Guess what, audience? What what did I use to create the sound of a ruffling paper bag? I'll give you all a hint. It was a paper bag. You've got three guesses and mm. two don't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a paper bag full of Pokeballs. I think those should ever be plural. Pokeballs sound wrong. <laughs> I concur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all righty then. So. All righty then. All righty then. Uh, so we've got some video game stuff to talk to you about. In news, uh, Rocket League is going to get some upgraded visual support on the Xbox One X. Blah. Spyro, uh, the re-release, is missing subtitles in its cutscenes. People are kind of pissy about that, so we'll talk about that. Uh, the N64 Classic, if you were hoping for one, well, you might want to <laughs> put your hope somewhere else. Um, big rumors about a discless Xbox. I read about that, and I'm like, it just it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and of course, a lot of big news uh, headlines all over the place when PlayStation announced, or Sony announced, that PlayStation is skipping E3 next year. So we'll talk about that, plus questions from uh, Vinny Allen, Schulte, Joe Coleslaw, Jacob Kangaroo, Kangaroo Jack. Is it a new name this week? I think so, yeah. Oh, it's fine. Um, plus uh, a humble bundle in our cheap free game uh, update down there at the uh, bottom of our, our notes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but first we talk about what we're playing. Games. Yes. Oof. I played the Let's Go to Costco three days before Thanksgiving game. Oh, that was fun. That's that's a hard game. It's a really hard game. Yeah, I scored, though. I got two 15-pound turkeys. Wait, you're planning dinner for 22 people and you bought your turkey when? I guess that was Saturday. So. Oh, yeah. So three days before we recorded the podcast. Okay, so that's not, that's we, not yeah. as bad. Yeah, well, It's still a little last minute. Yeah, it is. But um, <laughs> I got the turkeys and we're ready to deep fry them. Ooh, mm-hmm. I I really regret that I stopped eating meat before deep fried turkey was a thing because oh, so it sounds good. real good. Yeah. It's real. I'm not good. a huge turkey fan, but deep fried turkey, like deep fried anything, is great, right? It's delicious. Yeah, I really like the smoked turkey. Oh, I've never I had that either. Turkey, but I don't have a smoker. Yeah. But anyway, hmm. um, aside from that fun game, which, like I said, I scored just fine. Um, I picked a Pokemon. Let's go. Pikachu. Pikachu. Oh, you made the wrong choice. Well, no. I don't know if I did. That because... one has the better roster for sure. Yeah, because it's evidently... so much cuter. You can still get an Eevee in Pikachu. No. Yeah. yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of yeah. them. No. Um, it really, there's just like 12 or 18 Pokemon that you can get in one version or the other. That's the only difference. Yeah, and there's one in particular. It's it's not Bulbasaur. No, you can get all the original cutesy starter Pokemon in both games. I can't remember which. You can get Growlithe and Pikachu, and that's, that's the one that Kevin wanted. Kevin key. wanted the Growlithe because yeah. he was like, "So are you gonna? Which one are you gonna get?" And I'm like, "Well, I haven't decided if I'm gonna get it." And I said, "Evie." He's like, "Well, if you get Pikachu, you can get a Growlithe." And I'm all, "Okay." Yeah, you. So want what's a Growlithe? Look up Growlithe right he's now. He's adorable. G R O W L I T H E. He might be one of the most adorable Pokemon. Yeah, he's super super cute. How do you spell it again? Uh, Probably not the way you did. With an L. Growlithe. Growlithe. uh, So 
I ended up picking. I oh, got man. it on Friday while Kevin was out, and I was like, "Oh, I'll surprise him." This cute. He's very cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was he surprised? Well, he played the switch before I got home one night, so I didn't get to see his initial like, "Oh my gosh." Um, but for somebody who hasn't been gaming very often, and I'm speaking about Kevin, so I've gotten maybe four hours into Pokemon. Let's go. So far, he's got twelve. Wow. Nice. Yeah, and I just nice. got it on Friday or Saturday. Nice. So, yeah. So he's enjoying it, though. Oh, absolutely. Nice. And are you enjoying it? I really am. It's because I never got into the Pokemon games. I tried, um, and it was just ne- I never got into the whole random battle things and da 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 So I really like being and... able to see them. Mm-hmm. In the... re- that's what I've always wanted. Yeah. In a Pokemon. So it's I like, think that would actually, so you can see these random encounters. Yeah. So, so you actually can go like, I see a Growlithe, I'm going to go get it and mm-hmm. catch it. That would greatly enhance my like enjoyment of JRPGs too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's um, that's why I like Secret of Mana. So they yeah. completely removed random encounters. Nice. I haven't played it yet, but I, as I showed earlier. It's in his bag. This is. That's the sound of a Pokeball. A, yeah. So ha- a, wait, have you gotten the game yet or are you? No, it's right here. Oh, is the game? Oh, wait, you this get it with is, the Pokeball? This is, this is the bundle. So oh. it's got Let's Go Pikachu and the Pokeball Plus. Oh, nice. Super fun. Which is probably completely unnecessary, but yeah, it is. But hey, you're talking uh, to Adam West, the king of completely <laughs> unnecessary, so that's perfectly like fine. Too. I've literally, like, Pokemon was one of the first games, like, that I owned on my own game system. That's being cool. a Game Boy Color. Like, so there's a huge nostalgia. And it's only the original Pokemon so it is the original 151 with, like, uh-huh. two new Pokemon. So there's not any of the 500, 600 extraneous Pokemon from the beginning. So right. that's kind of cool. Um, I'm I'm excited to try it. I know yeah. some of the changes I think are kind of weird, but I think as someone who wants to experience the game casually, without all the grind, I think you're going to move through the game at a pace that you're going to actually maybe finish, whereas right. I don't remember the last time I really finished through a Pokemon game, um, not because I didn't want to, but right, it, just because it, it's, 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 it does a, it's a JRPG, like some amount it of the sounds game like is. you just didn't want to. Well, so I was playing this morning as Kevin <laughs> was leaving mostly for work because it was on a 3DS, I think. That's fair. When <laughs> I was leaving, or when Kevin was leaving for work, he asked if I was winning, and I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm catching all these." I'm like, "It feels kind of easy." He's like, "Well, what? Where are you at?" And I just got to like Cerulean City or something, and uh, I just beat Misty in the the gym there and he said oh oh you think it's easy and i said yeah he's like it gets harder <laughs> so evidently it does it does there is an uptick yeah. in um the difficulty there is some grind to it because you do you still have to collect pokemon you right. still have to battle them i heard it's to level them up. pretty easy though yeah. like you move through the game and never lose easy but that might be nice for people like cliff who doesn't never likes that experience he just yeah. wants to experience the game yeah and i know there's a lot of people out there and i think at this point in my life i'm kind of I fall into that boat sometimes, too. It's like certain games I don't really want to be challenged by because I don't think they're the games that are meant to challenge you. Mm-hmm. Like Cuphead is a game that's meant to challenge you, and that is that is the game. Right. But maybe this game is more... It might be more enjoyable just because you're collecting Pokemon, and yeah. you're you're literally trying to catch them all other than the 12 that you don't have because you don't have both games. Right. Um, I, I think it gives it more of a... Because the whole randomness of the original games, it takes away from the whole like well i'm actually trying to do this thing but these things keep popping up and it's ruining you know where i'm trying to go with this right. you can you can more easily pick which way you want to go and how you want to evolve them and which ones you want to evolve and whatnot so yeah. so yeah so i'm enjoying that and i'm also playing a little game called red dead redemption 2 Bang. i'm still i like it it might be a bit much for me to wrap my brain it's around big but, like right it's really yeah. big. 
Um, I started getting into random fights with people that are just like trying to pick me off from a cliffside. And I'm like, why are you shooting at me? I'm literally <laughs> trying to go save somebody. This is the Wild West, man. Yeah, well. I haven't played it a ton in like the last week because I've uh, I've been mostly playing Fallout. Mm-hmm. But I finished the mission. And I'm like, oh, I really need to pay off that bounty for um, rescuing what's his name? Micah. From, Micah from the jail, right? Yep. So I had like an $85 bounty, which I've heard is that actually. That was a fun fight, It was though. a really was a fun mission. Fun. It was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Um, Except for spoilers, as he goes through and just like randomly kills like six people mm-hmm. on the way out of town. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just go? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, So I had like an $85 bounty. So I, yeah. I like, I need to pay that off. And I walk up to the the guy at the train station where you can pay off your mm-hmm. bounties. And I don't know what button I, I hit, but it was not the pay off your bounty button. It was shoot that guy in the chest button. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. So he gets back up. I'm like, really? <laughs> and so I shoot him again. Um, cause it's too, well, it's too late. Like, you can't accidentally shoot someone and just go like, oh, shoot, sorry, my bad, man. Like, there's no coming oh, back. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I turn around. There's, like, four guys playing checkers. I'm like... Hey, potential witnesses! <laughs> I'm like, bam, you will bam. all die. <laughs> and then two, the other two, just like start taking off. I'm like, don't run! Right now, I <laughs> have to hop on my So I had to chase him down, and I shot both of them. And then like half the town lights up, and like, oh god, we've seen what you've done. I'm like. Oh, man. <laughs> so now, have you experienced this? So I've got my horse or whatever that I got with the the big bundle, yeah, the whatever war. the thoroughbred thing. Yeah. Um. And so I got this horse, and I tied him up outside that train station, mm-hmm. I think. And I came back out, and he wasn't there. He was a different horse. And then I took this other horse, and then some guy yelled at me for stealing his horse. Because <laughs> you just stole a horse. But <laughs> I don't know where my other horse is. That horse is not in the stable. Oh. It's not anywhere. I don't know where this horse went. I, I think that's I think a that's horse a bug. thief. I've got the big giant black horse. Interesting, but that I don't. Somebody stole your horse, Adam. I, I think don't know a where horse thief might have. It's no good taking your horse. Did you put your? Um, I'm very upset because I really like that horse. Did you it put the really club fast. on your horse? Did I what? <laughs> like I, the club, like the steering wheel. Oh club? no, no, not that time. <laughs> of course, the one time I don't use. You it. don't use the club. Ugh. Figures. <laughs> bleep bleep. Um, nay. Well, I, you learned your lesson, right? That's weird, though. It should be in. I would think it would be in the stable. You would think, but yeah. it's not. Hmm. Um, other than Red Dead, you're also playing Fallout, Fallout. 76. What do you yeah. think? It's good. It's um, what I've been telling people that have asked me about it is if you liked Fallout 4 and you liked the like my brother says that Fallout 4 and and Fallout 76 are just like a meth head simulator where you <laughs> like crawl the the you know ruins of society looking for some batteries man that I could just trade for something else wow. um but like if you, what you liked about the game was just crawling through houses taking all the stuff and then going and making it a junk and then making that junk into bits for your guns and you know enjoying the kind of environmental storytelling where you're reading diaries that were left behind and right. letters that were left behind. There are no NPCs in this game. Um, at, like literally none. Every single person you run into is dead. Um, and so if you don't mind that there's no Preston Garvey telling you to, you know, hey, there's another settlement that's being attacked by raiders. There's there's no, you know, brotherhood. And, you know, I was talking to some people this morning and I, it makes sense. They're like, well, that doesn't make sense because Fallout 4, there was people everywhere. This game takes place, I think, 160 years before Fallout 4. So the people that you meet 
in Fallout 4 are literally the people that you are in this game. So you're only 25 years after the right. bomb. So everyone that wasn't killed in the bomb have are somewhere, but most of them in this area happen to have been killed off by raiders or happen to have been killed off by, you know, different things. And so you're literally the people that are repopulating the United States. So it makes sense that they don't exist. But if you don't like that, it's not great. And it's a game that I think that plays better. You don't you do you could absolutely play this as a single player game. You do not need to play it multiplayer. You can ignore everyone that isn't on your team. Everything's instanced, so if you open a chest, like me and my brother play together, if I open the chest, I pull stuff out of it. He opens that same chest, there's different stuff in it for him. Oh, so wow, okay. You can 100% play it no single player stealing. if you wanted to. There's no stealing, there's no anything. Um, but it's probably more fun with more with people just because then there's someone alive <laughs> to <laughs> play with. Um, and and. For the, oh, hey, did you see that chest there had explosives in it? Oh, hey, did you get that other thing? Oh, hey, we just got attacked by five raiders. Two of us right. can easily take out five raiders. Um, it's, it's more fun multiplayer. But if you were, oh, God, I hate multiplayer games. I don't want to play a multiplayer game. doesn't matter. You can load into an instance and load out. The only thing you don't get is pausing. Um, so you do have to log in and log out, um, and you don't get – like your VAT system works differently. Um, it doesn't right, because slow down time because you can't slow down time. Right. So How does that work exactly then? Because that was the big – that was a big thing before is that it would slow down time and you could really pick where you were aiming. And, and it, the There are parts. perks that let you be a little more selective about where you're shooting. It's not the – you know. Two to the head, two to one arm, two to, you know, whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing that VATS was in Fallout 4. But it's definitely, if you get the perk that lets you target extremities, you can do that. Okay. But it's almost more of like a really, really good auto aim. Um, it, it lets you aim a little bit easier. I don't use it a ton. I use it almost more, like, I don't know how you played Fallout 4, but what, I just kind of click it all the time just to see what was around me. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to spot bad guys, and it's a good way to shoot, like, things that are hard to shoot. Like, you're going to attack by mole rats. It's hard because they're at your feet, and they're pretty fast, you know, yeah. so, or a raider that's coming at you quicker than you're able to, you know, draw fire on, so. Gotcha. But it's great. I really like it so far. I'm probably, well, I don't know, 10 or 12 hours in, but wow. I don't know how far I am on, like, the campaign because half the time you're just like oh hey what's that thing over there and you go explore that thing over there and then you're like oh we should really go do that quest and then you get lost on the way to doing your other quest you're like oh hey what's that thing there so it's fun i really i really like it i've played way more of that than i ever did last week sorry i was getting a work thing oh stupid work i know um well cool well it sounds like fun i'm i've toyed with the idea of picking that up but i just i've got it's definitely like i'm not the world's biggest fallout fan to begin with I like Fallout just fine, but it's not something that I find myself going back to, so I don't know if I would be able to get into this and enjoy it. I think like it's one of those things would. that I'm probably going to still be playing a year from now, so right. wait for it to go on sale. You know? Yeah, um, true. And like I said, too, I would I would find out where your friends are playing it and... And this doesn't have like a so you don't have to subscribe to anything to play this. No, okay. I mean you have to if you're on the Xbox you have to have gold and if you're on the PlayStation yeah. you have plus. But bah, besides bah, bah. that, yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely like Vinny bought it on PC and I wish he'd bought it on Xbox just because he's not super getting into it. I don't think and mm-hmm. I think he'd have more fun if we could all play it together. Oh, so there's no PC Xbox. There's no crossplay, crossplay yet. Uh, okay, Dylan, what are you playing other than Pokemon that you're planning to play? Um. Red Dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. I haven't got too much farther, but like you, like you were saying, how big it is. Like I'm also realizing that eventually, like you're gonna like go to another part of the map, and there's gonna probably be a big city. Oh yeah, and like it's just gonna get even bigger. 
Yeah. Um, it, it's it's interesting just to to realize how little you've actually experienced. I think um, in that early part of the game, um, it's kind of like the the iceberg. Um, where you just see the tip above the water, but there's so much else that mm-hmm. like you're going right. to discover. So that that feeling is kind of exciting to know like how much I've already done and like how much fun I've had in all this, and then just going to be a, a huge, huge, huge discovery. Um, and other than that, I've been grinding in Magic, just playing a lot of online Magic. How can I get to play Magic? What do you mean? This this magic arena. Um, it's in open beta. I want to play. So it. just go to mtgarena.com probably. Okay. And there's just you just install it. I want to play it. Yep. Do it. Do it. And so you can play with friends hands. now. So uh, when you do play it, message me and we can play together. I would like to do that. Yep. Very nice. Good. And you're liking it. You're still liking it more than, or you think it's just a better. It's really awesome to be able to play magic digitally, like. Because it is, like, I played Paper Magic this weekend, too. Like, I went and hung out with friends. We played super fun. Like, that is the best way to experience any game is, like, sitting around a table with your friends. Right. Having a social experience as well as playing a fun game that you all really enjoy. Um, But playing a really good game of Magic with a good interface and, like, it looks cool, good animations. Like, it does all the math for you. Like, you don't have to... Like it does, it walks you through the steps. So when there's so many like priority changes and things, and you can do things, and like it just always knows, like you can't mess, like you can't make mistakes on the computer, like other than like gameplay mistakes, like oh, that was the wrong play. But it's not like you accidentally tapped too much mana or tapped the wrong mana, or like it's very, it does that all the housekeeping for you. Mm. So it really lets you just get better at the game and it, and, it, and actually help you learn. Like when certain effects get stack on top of each other and when they actually do take place and happen, in which order they do happen and how all those interactions work. So it does it helps you learn the game as well. So I think it's just really that's really fun. That's cool. So um, I will have to check that out. Do it. And obviously it's fun to be able to play with I had one friend who's dabbled in like really super casual magic over the year, but um he played with me and just like and then, so I could kind of help him a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Now that we can play together, it's like nice. I don't know his cards. I know I don't like he doesn't know my cards, but like I can kind of walk through what's happening or um, just kind of be. A, it can be a learning experience too. Now that you can play with people, nice. Is it uh, is it something where you're gonna have to buy cards? You can, but it, to me, it is the best free to play experience I've seen so far. Nice because you you get a lot of daily goals and like every week until you win 15 games you're progressing to get like free packs nice so what every five wins up to 15 every week you get a free pack and you're also getting gold and you can exchange the gold for packs or you can use them to draft if you're a, a draft player which draft is a really fun format where you open a pack you take one card pass it to the person on your left oh, that's of course cool. this is a digital experience so you it kind of you're not actually unless you're playing like in a competitive room like tournament style like it's kind of it fakes it so you're not actually drafting against anyone but it the computers are drafting against you so those same 24 packs of cards will transition through and you'll pick your 42 cards and then you'll build your deck and play and that's that's a good way like if you do learn draft um it's a good way to build up your collection of cards because you 
you buy in for 5,000 gold or whatever, and you get 44 cards out of it. Mm, um, nice. So it's a good way to, to build your collection. And when you open packs, they do have wild cards, as I mentioned before. So those wild cards are what allows you to actually build fairly competitive decks without putting money into the game. Like, I put a little bit of money, and I haven't used all the money I put into it, and it's gone a long way, too, which is another good thing. Like, when you do invest money in these games, you want it to actually make a difference and not feel like oh i put in all this money and i still don't have the deck i want it's like no i put in some money i used half of it and i have four decks that i want so to me that feels good and i have played for hours and hours and hours and hours on that amount of money that i put in so cool um for anyone interested in magic give it a try i think it's cool i'm gonna look into it Cool. Well, that's what we're playing. If uh, we're not playing something you think we should be playing, you should let us know. Um, and also, you should check out our Patreon. We've got a uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast, and you can support our podcast for as little as a buck a month and uh, get access to our shows before anybody else does and special stuff and free stuff and some Discord like icons and colors stuff. and cool stuff. If you ever meet me in person, I'll hug you if you're a Patreon member. Uh, that's actually, that's like, that's, I was going to say that actually is <laughs> if, if I meet you in person and you're not a Patreon member, I'll hug you. There you go. There you go. I, sorry, I phrased it wrong the first time. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got a producer level, and if you support us at that level, we uh, read your name on our show each week. So thank you to Alan Schulte. I hope you have a f- happy Thanksgiving. I think all these people live in the United States except for Jack. Probably. So he can have a happy Wednesday, Thursday. Happy Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Austin Palmer, Jack Irish, Jacob Frank, Joe Cole Jr., Kevin Schuld, Tom McDermott, and Vinny Champa. I hope all you guys have a lovely Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all. all. Yeah. Congrats. Like they won. Um, <laughs> like they won. <laughs> right. Um, also, if you're listening to us on iTunes or yeah, or, I, on, or iTunes, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate us, review us, and uh, let people know what you think about our show. Help more people find us. Please. That would be super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh, News. <laughs> it's been a really busy day for me. God, it's been a busy like two. Uh, like the last 48 hours have been unbelievably just nonstop. This has literally been the first podcast that we've been able to record, normally record on Tuesdays, and this is the first one we've been able to record on a Tuesday in two weeks, Yeah, because we just literally have not been able to schedule time. It's been crazy. Yeah. It's, I'm very tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I need a four-day weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but first, let's talk about Rocket League getting 4K 60 FPS support on the Xbox One X. Coming December 3rd, so, so not too many days from now. Away. Yeah, two weeks. It's the 20th week. today, so like two weeks. Well, well I say... <laughs> oh, I, fine, from when the podcast launches, yeah, whatever. Like a week and a half. Uh, fake fake December, December 3rd, you'll be able to, uh, if you have an Xbox One X, you'll be able to get uh, 4K and 60, which I don't, and with HDR, which I don't particularly care about, except that going from a PC that runs uh, 2K60 to my Xbox that's running like 19 or 1080, uh, 30. Oh, I think maybe it's running 60 now. I don't know. I can tell the difference between the two. Not, not like I can like 
not even that I could like necessarily tell you which one was doing what, but I can tell the difference, difference. between how they run. Yeah. Um, and it takes me like a game or two anytime I switch between them mm-hmm. <laughs> to get back to it. So it'll be nice when they're both just right. 60 frames a second, 4K, or in my PC, I wish 2K. all games on the Xbox One X would be 4K, 60 frames a second. Oof, that's a, I, think I that's, know that's a lot. That's next gen, sir. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, I, think, try. I think that's where you'll hit next gen is everything will be 4K, 60. Um, but it's cool because so Rocket League is on Game Pass. Yeah, so, I, I still I forget about that. It yeah. is literally one of my favorite games of all time, and it's free. Yeah, so or quote unquote free. quote unquote free. It's included yeah. in your subscription, so you're going to get 4K and 60 FPS support on a game in Game oh, Pass. I love it, and it's a relative relatively new game. It's a current gen game. Yeah, so oh, it's so and it's so fun. Like yeah. we'll have to do another Rocket League weekend because I I love that game so much. It's a lot of fun. I have got it on three different platforms. Say, I, or yeah. maybe four. I was no, s- I don't have it on Switch. I have it on four because I have it on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I, I can't wait for Rocket Pass to come out too so we can all play independent of what system we're on. Or not Rocket Pass, Rocket ID. Is that the crossplay thing? Mm-hmm. Nice. It'll be crossplay. So next year. Cool, coming, cool. coming soon. But I'm super, I think this is great. I'm excited about it. Uh, well, something that's not there and <laughs> probably not coming soon are um, subtitles in the cutscenes for the new Spyro yeah. uh, trilogy re-release. And Okay. Which well, first I was like, "Is that really that big of a deal?" And then and, I found out that's really a big deal. Yeah, and it's it's. I think there's two groups of people that this is a problem for, and and one is people that are actually hearing impaired. Um, it's a real bummer not to know what's going on during the cutscenes, and apparently this is actually true to the original game. The original game didn't have another cutscenes, but there's a big difference between what we did accessibility-wise in the 90s versus about what's expected accessibility-wise now. you know, nowadays. Yeah. Um, and so I think that for the hearing-impaired people, this is actually a big problem. It's like a detriment to the game itself. Um, this is one of those things that, like... Don't don't get upset about Diablo Infinite. Get upset about <laughs> this. Like this is an actual problem. Um, but then there are people like me who I turn cut see, I turn subtitles on everything I play. Um, I generally speaking, if I'm playing over my TV, I have it pretty low, so I don't bother my wife, and my kid, and you know so on and so forth. And and even when I'm playing through headphones, I always have subtitles on just so I can see what's happening. Um, if the audio glitches out, if whatever, I, I have it on on movies, I have it on all video games, and so it's frustrating to me that they're not there either. So it's not. It does it ruin the world? No, it doesn't. But it's it's very short sighted of Activision to not have these in place and you, in this day and age. Do you think it's something like digitally they could like kind of patch in? Oh, they can hundred percent patch it in. hundred percent patch it in. I wonder if you could like turn on caption support on your TV and I wonder if it No, because they still have to be closed way. captioned. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um you know, and and Activision's thing is, while there's no industry standard for subtitles, the student Activision care about the fans' experience, especially with respect to to accessibility for people with different abilities, and will evaluate going forward. Like that's not a hey, we're going to put this in. It's a oh, sorry, you know, there, there's you know, just we, no standard. You know, our bad. Except that every single video game probably put out in the last. I don't know, five years has subtitles and right. has subtitles in there. And see, I'm the guy that scenes. always goes like in Red Dead, turned them off. I like because I want those experiences to me are more like a movie. Sure. And I cannot stand subtitles in a movie unless, of course, it's a foreign language film, you know, or, or it's a scene where it's a foreign language film. If I could spoken. go to movies and movie theaters that had them turned on, I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't stand them either. I, yeah. I, 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 it, for me, it started when my kid was super young. Um, 
like when he was a baby, you turn him on because you had the TV so low, you wanted to right, be able to right. you know, read it. Um, <laughs> but then when he was a like toddler, like they're so loud all the time. Like kids are so loud. Right. I need to be able to hear yeah, them. Yeah, turn yeah, on so you yeah, can actually yeah, hear the yeah. TV. And now it drives me crazy when I don't have a toddler impression. It, that was really, really, really close. I'll be honest. Wow. Um, yeah, I was it, a toddler one, so I was kind of just like. <laughs> inner toddler. It was method acting. Yeah. It drives me nuts when I don't have them. Oh, Absolutely drives me nuts. Can't it. Yeah. It's the first thing I turn on in any video game before I start any game. It pisses me off when a game goes straight into cutscenes and I can't turn them on before the mm. game starts. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, I'm trying to think of a funny segue to this, but I ju- I totally lost it. So let's just get into the next one. Uh, if you wanted an N64 classic, I'm sorry you're not getting one. They're going the way of Spyro cutscenes. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't what else want- isn't there? <laughs> the N64 classic. Um, which I feel is kind of weird that they're not going to do this, or at least this is it's either weird that they're not doing it, or this is uh, what people were expecting from uh, Blizzard with the whole, yeah. there's going to be no Diablo 4, and we get a Diablo 4, yeah. where they say there's no N64 Classic, but we're going to get one. Yeah, could be. So it's I'm split on which way this could go. You know, and what the, the thing that killed it for me is it's, it was not so. It's it's Reggie from Nintendo. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm really glad that you didn't try to pronounce his yeah. last name because I almost did during a, a QTE, and I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. Is it not French? Get- I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. So it. it I play games. We call him Reggie. Yeah, uh, and I think people call him Reggie because no one knows how to say his last name. That's I'm my suspicion. Sure anyway, fine. he he says that you know. It, it's not, you know, they asked if, you know, if it's never going to happen. And he says, I would never rule something out, he said. But what I can tell you is that it's certainly not in our planning horizon. So that says to me that certainly not coming out like this year, like a lot of people thought it would. You know, they've been kind of releasing one every, you know, six months, every year. And so this seemed like the year for the N64, although at this point in the game it's a little bit late. But, you know, maybe, hey, it was going to come out in spring. Like, there's been a lot right. of spring launches lately. But if it's not on your planning horizon, Nintendo probably plans out. Pretty far yeah. a ways. I'm guessing that they've got a pretty good roadmap yeah. in place. And I wonder, too, if it's just a matter of, like, hey, man, it's really expensive to make those controllers, or it's really, you know. I mean, it yeah. could be. But do you wonder, like, maybe they plan to make those games available on Switch instead well, of that something would be, like. That would be like, drastically preferable, to right. be honest. Because so. I honestly don't want another funky piece no. of hardware. And no. in reality, like, why not just map the controls to new controllers and mm-hmm. not Tridents? Yeah. Right. Um, I killed a man with a train. You know, yeah. I like the tra- I don't know why people, I mean, I know people don't like that controller a lot, but there's still a lot of nostalgia for it. And oh, yeah, I personally fine. really like that controller. I don't yeah. mind the controller, but like, there's literally no reason for it to exist anymore. Well, even then, like, they well, could have just designed yeah. what we have. Like, <laughs> like, there's no reason that you ever needed a three prong controller. I think the, the yeah. thing about that controller and the GameCube controller is it's not that they're a Bad idea. I love my GameCube controller. Do not. Oh, this no, guy's fine. It's like the worst controller. It's whatever. I do, like it doesn't matter to me. But it's one of those things that you've got to, as a company, and and like it probably wasn't something they thought about back then. But like nowadays, man, you can't make a funky controller because you've got to think about these games are going to last for decades now. Like you have to. Controllers are kind of a thing now, and they kind of look a certain way, and they kind of function a certain way, unless you have like a really big reason to not make your controller look like a Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller, you probably shouldn't. Right. Because 
Otherwise, you're going to be screwed 10 years from now when you're like, oh, man, now we got to release an adapter so people can plug their <laughs> GameCube controllers into their Switch. Which people you know? really love that GameCube controller yeah. for, uh, for I Smash. Don't know, I yeah. don't know why. I love that controller. Like, like it's I, literally the worst thing. When I got my I'm not GameCube, sure I've ever held one. When I got yeah. my GameCube from uh, the Rain City mm-hmm. Retro thing, um, the first thing I did, like, it came with two controllers, which is fine, but they're wired. So I just wanted to, you know, uh, sure. just hang myself. Because it's so annoying. With the controller? With the controller cord, yeah. because what else am I going to do with that? I can't play on my 75-inch TV from 15 feet away with a cord. So I did a ton of searching for a wireless controller uh, by Mad Cats, because Mad Cats, <laughs> Mad Cats GameCube controller, their wireless one, was perfect. It was, was smaller, it? and it had grips on it that were similar to um, uh, like an Xbox controller. It sure. had the grips on it, and... It just it felt so good. Nice. I love did you controller. get one? No. Oh. Well, I kind of did. I didn't have. I didn't find the exact one that I wanted, so I found one that was really close. I think to it's it. the downside with Mad Cat controllers is like it might have felt great, but they were made like garbage. That so. controller lasted forever. Mm-hmm. That's the only <laughs> one. Yours did. I love. Yeah. And I got another controller for my Wii U. Um, I got the Wii U Pro controller, but it was some off-brand thing, and everybody the was color like, changing thing- one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The neon one. Like, yeah. It was like that's gonna last you like three days. It lasted the entire. It still works. Same brand I got what, what? on my PS3. I can't remember Afterglow. Yeah, yeah. And I got an Afterglow controller for my PS3, and it lasted the entire life of my PS3. Loved it. So anyway, I like those controllers. So much for the Afterglow. You must have soft hands. I do have soft hands. They're soft very- hands. They've not seen a hard day's work in their lives. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying. My I, uh, I get that controller. Dylan, ah. Dylan made stuff with his hands, like yeah, sod and bathrooms. Yeah. yeah. My, my fingertips. He, he did. Oh, sod. Sod. As in <laughs> not, no, I was no. like, he put I down sod in a bathroom? Oh, I, I thought you I, did I landscaping, have, too. Well, I didn't, yeah. I meant sod as in, like, landscaping. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was yeah. right. But you said sod in bathrooms. I haven't and I'm done like, a lot of sod. You just put down a flower bed in a bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you just pee right on that. Ew. It's, like it's better dog. than having carpet. It's like a dog bathroom. Right? Ew. Um, okay, so N64 classic, bye-bye. Um, something <laughs> that now. is coming, possibly, there's a lot of rumors about it. Microsoft's uh, considering building a discless Xbox One X, uh, or Xbox One for release next year. I will be completely honest. If this happens, I will probably buy one. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll trade in one of my other Xboxes for this. Um, I, well, I say yeah, but I don't know. I, I'll trade in my S for it. Got one, so. so yeah, so I have three. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of this, and and my assumption is, and maybe like I'm assuming a lot of things about something that doesn't even exist yet, but that if you can remove the disc drive from it, you can probably make it even smaller right. than the One S is, um, which really really appeals to me. But you know, whatever. I think this is a great idea because it gets Microsoft. So I'm, I'm just going to take a step back. My, my kid asked, why would they do this? And I said that there are times when a company has to make a decision that at that time looks foolish or looks like it's happening too soon in order to push technology forward. Right. And I said that it's like when Apple took the headphone jack out. At the time, everyone lost their damn minds. Right. And there are still people today, oh, my headphone jack. Like I've had, a, I've had an iPhone without a headphone jack for a year now, and it comes up like maybe once every six you know months. how many times that yeah. affected me? Yeah. Zero. Yeah, it's very, very rare. Yeah. And so it made sense. It pushed technology forward. It let you put bigger batteries in phones. It let your battery life improve. It let you put bigger More cameras in phones. Better water resistance. So it, it made sense. But they had to get over that. <laughs> and now, like, like a true right, South Park right, character. Right? <laughs> and, and now, like, the majority of phones, 
don't have headphone jacks in them anymore because Apple was the one that said, like, right. hey, let's you don't need Ford. these. Yeah, so now, could, in theory, could they make it even, well, like you said, taking that hard drive out could make it smaller. Like, could they just build a machine that just is, it, it just doesn't have a hard drive and you just plug your own in? Like, couldn't they uh, just theoretically do that? And, like, you supply your own hard drive. You're, you supply right. your own yeah. external hard drive. So it would only need to have the amount for I mean, some sort of operating system. I, I right? think that's the yeah. thing is, is, like, I buy a new Xbox and I immediately, like, have to plug a three or four terabyte external hard drive into it anyway. So right. why not? Right. Absolutely, and why not? I mean, because you can get one and two terabyte, you know, portable hard drives. It works just fine. Yeah. Not right. 80 even. bucks. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah. even that. Yeah. And you could plug it in. You've got double the amount of storage that would yep. come in it anyway. You've significantly cut the cost of the actual yeah. hardware itself. Yep. So you could almost... Run the inf- entire thing off of, like, a, essentially a flash drive. Right. Like right. A, not a flash drive, but like a compact flash yeah. kind of yeah. thing. And that holds the OS, and then you just bring your own hard drive to it. Totally. Yeah. I don't see why that couldn't work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, do you see that as a loss, though, for... Do you think that's no? I mean, I think it's I I because I, I don't think they're going to do it here. That price to a degree, uh, base price to a degree to like cover some of what. Yeah, probably. Still, I don't know. I think it's a good idea though. If it like, puts an Xbox in the hands yeah. of three times as many people yep. just because the price makes it smaller. Makes it the yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. What really excites me about this though is that at the same time of this rumor, there's another rumor that says you're going to be able to trade in your physical games for digital games, and I got a whole drawer full of physical games that I would if love. That rumor is true. I'm to, so excited! Yeah. If I have to buy that 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 thing just so I can have the trade in opportunity, yeah. I've got. I mean, I don't have a bajillion, but I probably have twenty or twenty five physical games that I would love to right. not I'd have. Even give them like a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> like to give them to. I don't even. I'd pay some amount of money even to. Yeah. The idea to swap is that them. you'll probably take them to a Microsoft store and then trade them for codes. And I would I would do that in a oh, yeah. heartbeat, in so an absolute heartbeat. Even if they could then take those. I mean, for them it could totally work. You take you take those games trade for codes, and then you sell those games on the secondary market or something. Like right. it's win win win. Sell them to GameStop. Let them right. handle give them a GameStop for yeah. a fee. Yeah. So now do we? Th- Think that this discless Xbox One X though is the Project Scarlet? No, I do okay. not. I think it's separate from Project Scarlet. I think that is still a streaming enabled box that we're going to see in a couple of years. But yeah. I, I, I really hope that this ends up being true, and it's rumored to be first quarter of next year. Cool. Um, I don't know. There's nowhere else to announce this though. Like they're out of places to announce this. If you think that they're going to announce it, it would have been at OX18 or XO18 or whatever it was called. Right. But well, if they hold off on announcing it, and w- if they hold off on announcing it, I have a place where they could do it. Next year's E3. It's a good segue. I just happened to hear, maybe you heard this too, about a certain gaming console that's running this generation decided they're not going to be there next year. I... So why would Sony? Why would Sony say we're skipping E3 2019? What's why? Do because they're think scum it's, and they stink. Well, I have a, that. I have a couple theories. Do you think it's that they're being what's the word? I just totally lost the word. Pragmatic. Um, <laughs> it's a word. It's that's not that word. word. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Superfluous. Uh, oh man. Vaudevillian. <laughs> Dylan has a You're word. Calendar. We've got like 220 of these. I've got a. Great vocabulary, and I totally can't think of this word. Yeah, anyway, I think that it's, it's pompous. 
Mm, no, I don't think so. You think don't they're peacocking a little bit? I don't uh, think, think so. Peacocking a little bit? I think that first of all, and and this is this is my opinion. Um, I think there were people that agreed with me. There are people that disagreed with me. Their showing at the last two E3s has not been good. Um, Real? I, I don't pay that close attention yeah. to E3. I, I pay attention to what comes out of it. I don't pay attention to the actual. I think you know, Microsoft well has owned the actual presentation both years. Okay. They they present incredibly well. They. It's just bam, bam, bam. It's it's action. It's an hour and a half long, and you never lose track of anything. Whereas, like this year's E three, like it started out with um, the Last of Us two, and the Last of Us two presentation was actually pretty good. But then they showed like a. T- it was really long, and they showed a bunch of gameplay. Like it started out with the the kiss with. Um, Ellie, is that mm-hmm. her name? And then they showed like a ton of gameplay, and you kind of lost track of what was going on. And then it came back to the kiss. And you're like, that was really cool. And they're like, hey, now listen to these talking heads talk for a little while. Well, we take everyone out of this theater and then move them to another theater for the next presentation. You're like, I understand what you're doing, but it's terrible on television. It's right, absolutely right. terrible on television. Whereas the Xbox one that it aired the day before was an hour and a half of just bam, 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 Smash, bam, boom, bam, bam, bam. You know, we announced a bajillion games. And a bunch of things we bought and a bunch of, you know, and it it was just really good. So I think that might be part of it. They're not looking great. And the last two E3s, all they've had to show was games that have already released. Um, That was, I mean, this year's show, they only showed, they showed Spider-Man again. They showed God of War again, Mm -hmm. or God of War had released by that time. But, you know, it was a lot of the same games. Um, And I don't know what they have going on that they'd even show next year. I mean, presumably there's something. But I kind of wonder if they're worried about getting spanked again. Um, But then the other half of it is they have PSX. That is their own conference. They can control the messaging. They can control the venue. They can control all those things. And so maybe they think they can. You know, maybe that is the the pompousness. The, hey, we have our own show. Like, we don't need you, E3. But, I mean, to me... Like, yeah, you can have your own show, but everyone watches E3. Right. Everyone watches E3. Right. It does seem weird if you're one of the pillars of video games to not be at what is the the, premier video game. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the other side of it might be cost. Strike three. It is. PS. Three. It's outlandishly expensive to present at E3. Like, yeah, but when you've sold 80 million consoles, well, this but gen, I mean, it I could, mean, we're talking like it, to have the size of presentations they're doing, it could be tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, right. you know. So it's 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 really expensive. Maybe they're not getting the the return the return on that. But at the same time, like they're not. I don't think they've been at the show floor for a while. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't. I think that they've done all their stuff external to the actual E3. I mean, well, a lot of places this, do this. This is the first E3 in 24 years. Okay, so they do have a, they do have a, a floor display too. Yeah, but they, like their big yeah. presentations happen outside of E3. So, I don't know. I think it's, it's really weird. I think it's really weird. I think it's super weird. And maybe maybe it'll work out really well for them, but I, I sure would want if I was if I was them, I would want to be where all the eyes are. You kind of want to be in front of like like you've you your do own the, fans. Yeah, you've got the biggest <laughs> console of the generation. People yeah. want to know what's going on and all the people who love you are going to be at this like these are these are their P1s. Yeah, exactly. going to be at this show. Um so it's like you kind of want to make the impression on those people because they're the ones who will continue to come back to your product. I think that's the thing is I would watch I would for the podcast, like, you know, the last two years, I've watched PSX because it was a thing. Right. Um, and I want to be informed about PSX. If I wasn't part of this podcast, I would never watch PSX because I don't care that much about PlayStation. Um, and 
And so, I, but I would watch E3 and I'd watch the PlayStation presentation at E3. And so to me, like, you're just shrinking your potential audience. I, yep. I don't understand. I really don't. Yeah, but, I, but still, like I said, they've over 80 million consoles out there. Well, and maybe it just could be that they're looking at it as like, hey, they could this just is. just push out their messaging that they would send. They could just send it, you know. I guess maybe what they're thinking network. is that. Hey, this is the year we take off, and then next year we're because we don't have anything really to talk about. You know, maybe it's better to not talk about. Maybe it's the anticipation. Maybe mm. it's the who knows. Um, and then we're back big in 2020 with our our system announcement. Nice. All right. Well, there's all your news for this week. Exciting stuff. Uh, questions this week from Kangaroo Jack, Jacob, Joe Coleslaw, Alan Schulte, and Joe Vinny. Why are you looking at me like that? Because it sounded like you had a stroke halfway through your name. Are you, are you okay? He, he may have. <laughs> are you talking to me? Half of your face is drooping. Are you? It's really odd. Talking um, to me? <laughs> all right. Here's where you get to ask us some questions. So as we just discussed, uh, Vinny wants to know, now that Sony has left E3 and is not going to be doing a conference around that time, uh, who do you think is going to take their place? Do you think Xbox is going to expand? Uh, he says it's not a prediction, just throwing it out there. Do you think it's possible that Google maybe takes over that spot from Sony? I I don't know, but I when he sent this question, as I was like, ooh, right? it it opens up a big a big Gaping chunk hole. Ugh. Um, if if bad? if Google is serious about becoming a gaming platform, mm-hmm. that's a that's a big place to to be. You, know? you don't, but so my thought on that would be, you know, Sony's big, Google's massive. massive. If Google wanted it on E3 at any point in the last fifteen years, Google could have gotten into E3 True. at any point in the last fifteen years and just said, "Hey, I'm Google. Here's my Google money. Take my Google money and give Google all a my place. Googles of Man, money." I wish I had Google money, right? I just no, want. I, I think that they hundred percent could have, but up until this year, they've never really talked about being a gaming company. So they make an announcement that, "Hey, we're serious about gaming." All of a sudden, there's a spot. Maybe it's an opportunity. I. You know, I don't know. I have no idea if they will or not. Maybe it's just a you know blank part of E3, which is too bad. Right. Um, but maybe maybe some other developer steps up. You know, you think about um, like Bethesda is one of the few game companies that actually has a presentation. Um, Devolver has a, a spot. You know, it's a mostly weird presentation. A weird presentation. Square Enix has one. Maybe there's a maybe there's a big developer that could jump into that that space. And I don't know who it would be. I really don't. But now that uh, Microsoft owns all of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> but maybe there's a uh, maybe there's a maybe there's another company that could could jump in there. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's uh, who's developing Magic: The Gathering? What was just like the Magic was, people? Is that just yeah? I don't know who's actually making the game. I'd be like, give them the shot. I mean, give them the stage. Yeah, I don't know. It's like um, something like but like Blizzard, for example, they do their own. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I was gonna say. And they, it, to me, they do it really well. Like EA they have already, a really cool yeah. BlizzCon's pretty neat, and they're really pushing like the virtual ticket you buy, and you can see everything online, and you get a bunch of cool swag and loot, like. I think it's something they're doing really well, and I'd, I'd be curious to see others follow that model. Yeah, what if, I don't what know. if Sony pulls that out instead of, like, sometime next year, if instead of going to E3, they're like, hey, actually, we're going to do this thing that 
Blizzard did, too. That mm-hmm. could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's an opportunity there, whether it is... And like I said, it, it, you're very right. They're, E3 already runs for like a week and a half now, so being yeah. at E3 these days just kind of means that like you show up and you rent a theater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe someone yeah. will step in. I think it'd be great if they did. Cool. Well, thank you for the question, Vinny. Alan Schulte wants to know, have there been any games that you've been able, unable to complete or have had difficulty completing either for physical, emotional, or moral disagreements? His is Half-Life 2 because it makes him nauseous. And so we were talking about this. I wish I could remember the game that did that for me. Um, do you guys remember playing Descent? You're probably too young. Do you remember yeah, Descent? Yeah, I remember Descent. So there was a game that I got. It was on the original PS1. Yeah. There was a game, and it was a PC game long before that. Oh, was it really? Um, okay. It was one of the very first games that I ever bought on CD-ROM. It was really funny because it came on CD-ROM, but it was only like 15 megabytes. So it was like a mostly empty CD-ROM, but it was right. better than having to feed like 10 discs in to load it in. Um, but there was a game that came out... Um, with like my first discrete graphics card. So I bought like one of the original like Voodoo 2 graphics cards like in the Ooh. late 90s. Um like right Oh, they well I mean it was like buying an Nvidia card except it that it had like 8 megabytes of RAM instead of oh, 8 gigabytes of RAM. Super powerful. And it let you run, you know, like Quake at, you know, 640 by 480 instead of in 8 frames a second. Uh-huh, yeah. And so they were the very first discrete cards and it came with a game. I, I cannot for the life of me remember what it was called, but I loaded up and it was gorgeous, but it was, so Descent was a game where you had six degrees of motion. You could go mm-hmm. you know, all the four normal ones, but you also could go up and down and you could also like flip your ship up and go straight up, that kind of thing. Um, but this game had all these crazy particle effects, like stuff you'd never seen before and I played it for about an hour. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Hold and I, oh, I, I did not throw up, but I like <laughs> turned away from the monitor and within... 15 seconds got one of the worst migraines I've ever had in my entire oh, wow. life and I just like walked into the other room my wife's like are you okay I'm like no <laughs> I just like went and like slept for 10 hours I nice. was so sick so that was that was one for me um, I think the only games for me that I've had issues like that is just since VR has become a thing um, yeah VR makes me a little twerky Twerky. Twerky. Oh, is my that head. like is that the turkey. new dance craze amongst it, the young turkeys? Except that it's what my brain's doing. Oh. It's not good. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really the only thing so far is um uh like VR games kind of do that for me. So that's why I like the implementation of uh I got that Robinson game. Yep. Um where you've got the the degrees of turning, like the jump turns. Yep. So I really like that. But even still, it's still kind of janky, it still kinda Fs with my head. Yeah. So yeah. But that's really it for me. Games before that, I just adapted. <laughs> I was fine. Yeah. I think there have probably been games that I've stopped to because they were just too hard. But oh, yeah. that was that was the only one that like physically brutalized me. So, Mr. Dillon? Um, the only game that I have not been able to complete or play for more than, I would say, two hours without emotional or moral disagreements would be Bloodborne. Ugh. It's just so... <laughs> terrible on so many levels it would be unethical of anyone to play that for more than two hours i only played it for about 20 minutes that was enough like is wasn't that in a humble bundle or or, or something at some point oh they trying to give it away for free because i want to play this now just so i could be like why does he hate this game so much i i wish anyone like i would love anyone to describe to me what they find appealing about that game 
And I've heard people talk about it that love it, and I just literally do not. No one's been able to like say, "Oh, but it does X, and that makes it worth doing Y." Right? Um, like Y is so big, and no one's ever told me more than X. Like, oh, it's got great lore. I'm like, a lot of games have great lore. <laughs> yeah, it looks kind of cool. I guess kind of like, like it looks really repetitive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a Souls. Like it's made by the same company. So but, it's like, but Dark Souls too. If you can tell me why Dark Souls is I've great, I've not played like, that. Yeah. So is it? So the game? It's what is it? A rogue? game is that what or roguelike not or whatever quite it is? is it like so you get so far and then you die and you have to start over again no but the checkpoints aren't very friendly either so okay. like and that was one of the big problems i had with the design of it is because i don't feel like in a game if i fight four simple enemies and then i die on the big fatty don't make me go back and fight the four easy enemies because yeah, it's gotcha. taking me six yeah. minutes to get through this to repeat the hard part. Mm-hmm. No, let me just repeat the hard part until I beat it. You've, so given, I think, you've made this argument before. Oh, like, it's just hilarious that every time it's almost word for it's word the exactly because, the like, it's like Because anytime I encounter that in a game, it's like, that's just bad game design. Like, it's just, that's not good. I think that's the thing is I play these games and I'm like, in any other game, all people to be talking about is how repetitive things were in this game or how bad the level design was or how unfair the save points were or, you know, all, there's all these, you know, how dumb it so, is that your entire lore is via like this weird book that's sitting on mm-hmm. a pathway. Like the menus are garbage. There's so many things I hate about it. And then for some reason, these games get a pass because people like to be challenged, something? I guess, I guess. I because oh. they're just that ridiculously hard. But to me, the difficulty wasn't because it was hard. It was because like the controls weren't very good. No. Like, I, like why? Like, well, if I, like I hit the dodge button and roll and, like, I didn't do that, apparently, and I get smashed with the hammer and die and then go fight four little scrawny guys and Ten then die to the back, big fatty yeah. again, like, that's stupid. Like I agree. I, I, I agree. It, I hear you. I don't know. I hear I don't you. know, man. <laughs> okay. Um, don't play you. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, like I said, VR is the only thing that kind of makes me ill. I don't think I've had any emotional... Or moral disagreements. Go with play the game. Bloodborne. I know. Uh, change I your mind. It's um, terrible. Yeah. So I don't think a game has made me feel so much that I had to stop playing. No. Yeah. Um, and moral disagreements. No. If I want to chop somebody's head off just because I'm going to do it, I have no moral disagreements to it in a video game. All right. It'll thank make you, you want to chop your own head off. <laughs> um, Joe Coleslaw wants to know what game innovations are you most thankful for. His would be the DualShock controller, two thumbsticks. I, I'm pretty sure that we're all in agreement that that's probably that's the one of the best innovations up there for sure. My, my favorite thing is I don't remember who said it after that. I have to go look it up, but they're like, yeah, PlayStation invented it, then Microsoft made it right. <laughs> <laughs> You can think that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I would say that was a big innovation. Um, And even like slightly before that was when games moved from using the arrow keys to move to using the WASD keys with a mouse. Um, Like Doom was you played it with the arrow keys. And I promise you having to learn to go from arrow keys to moving WASD with a mouse was really, 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 really hard. Yeah. Um, That was a big one. I would Couldn't say you have just angled the keyboard in a way to where it almost fits like the WASD. Kinda, yeah. It's but it's awkward. Like you know, I mean, yeah. But it opens up the like the now e you don't just have and the four Q buttons. buttons. Now and, you have yeah, right. all yeah. your item buttons and the space bar, and now you have oh, all absolutely. Yeah. Here, like that so. makes, I understand that part, but I just like the whole. Yeah. So you had to use the arrow keys. You just 
It's the same configuration. It's just really, and but, but the thing was, is it wasn't just moving the arrow keys because you didn't use a mouse really before either. Right. So it was going from, you know, having that to having free look with your mouse too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a It's kind of similar to the, the N64 controller. When you used to play first person shooters, you would move around with the C buttons uh, in most of the games and you would look with yeah. your left hand, which is completely opposite of what we do now. Right. So it was, it's very strange. So I also appreciate the the two thumbsticks as well, because like going back, like moving with buttons like that and then licking around weird. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, I I think those were both. I think when moving from discs to CDs to Mm Blu-ray, um, the jump from standard defi- standard definition to high definition were all yeah. huge technology jumps. I guess I have an interesting question. What do you think? Okay, so streaming aside, because we've talked, we've beat streaming mm-hmm. to death of the horse. I think it's going to be the next big thing. But what besides that do you think could be the next big thing? Besides streaming? Yeah. It's a tough question, isn't it? Because like, I don't think it's resolution. I know. I've, I find it hard to believe that there's, other than like things like VR, that things that are there yeah. that can be improved. Right. I don't know... And I guess that's why they're called innovations is yeah. because we haven't thought of them. Exactly. Um, but it's hard to imagine. One, let me know. It's hard to imagine a controller that's better. Mm-hmm. Like, well, so well I don't think like 8K is going to be a thing. No, because it doesn't really matter. matter. Like it doesn't. So like probably- when it comes to controllers. So I know I like my I like my PlayStation controller. I really do. Not sure exactly why. Me um, either. But one of the things that I can tell you Same. that's been happening when I play on my Xbox for whatever reason and I've been playing more on my Xbox than mm-hmm. anywhere else. After about a half hour or so, my hand starts to hurt, my right hand, around that grip. And I don't know why that is, because I can play my PlayStation for four or five hours, no problem, and it doesn't hurt that way. And I'm the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. Like, I can, it, holding a PlayStation controller, maybe it's just what you're used to. Yeah. But playing so, a but PlayStation controller makes smaller. my hands just ache. But yeah. even when I play with my Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Yeah. Like, I, and that's way closer to an Xbox controller. Well, it's almost controller. identical. You know My why? hand doesn't hurt that way. Weird. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's some way that the shape of that grip is that my hand, my hand in particular huh. is just holding on That's to it in a weird way. That's really interesting. Huh. Soft hands. Soft hands. Super soft Super hands. Super soft hands. I'll go with that. I uh, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what the future holds because I think you're right. It's probably not resolution. It, I think frame rates will improve, but at some point in time that becomes pretty meaningless too. Other than implants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Corneal it, implants. That's what I want. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the mobile space. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of movement mobile. in the mobile space. Um, I, I didn't put it in the show notes, but uh, Blizzard, against probably all <laughs> all things that would be smart, announced that they, they're bringing out a mobile game for every single property they own so you're going to see a warcraft mobile thing oh, you're going to see an overwatch mobile thing right now yeah just tell everyone that way they don't get mad later right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we are, hey guys we're just you. letting you know heads up <laughs> um i think my favorite innovation though uh that i'm most thankful for is like how good ragdoll physics have become oh yeah because i love watching link fall down a mountain yeah like for 35 45 seconds until he is straight up at the bottom and it's just bouncing around and that's the most fun i have in games now. <laughs> my brother sent like. me a <laughs> gif for a movie the other day and it was red dead and he's running you know on a horse running alongside <laughs> have you he's into running a tree yet? no but oh, yeah <laughs> oh it's the best thing ever <laughs> so, so okay so my brother sent me two movies <laughs> one was he was running with i want to say Hosea maybe sure and he's in cinematic mode and oh, no. and so he runs into a tree and just funk falls off and Jose goes ah not again yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the other one, he was he had his horse. It wasn't him. It was someone else that he sent to me. Um, horse running beside a train, and he gets on and grabs the train, and then they go over a like big gully, and the horse just like full speed <laughs> runs right over the side, and he just like watches it just. Oh no! And then they'd animated it so it exploded. <laughs> it was great. Oh, I'm like they. they yeah. It no, 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 no. Someone That's else funny. did, but it was really funny. Yeah. yeah, like riding on my horse full speed into a tree. I literally LOL'd last night. I was playing. Just hit it. Went. <laughs> it was great. And Kevin's upstairs it. playing his 18th hour Pokemon. Like, what's going on? Um, I guess one thing that we may see more of is something that the Wii U tried, which is like the multi-screen experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's been mastered yet, but there was like, for instance, the wonderful 101 when you would go into like something. Go into like a hangar w- it or something. Would, you would actually use both screens instead of, you could just play it on both. Like they tested the idea and they used it on the Nintendo Switch, but the Nintendo Switch doesn't do anything multi-screen. Right. Um, like Luigi's, there was that little Luigi's Mansion minigame on what was that game called? I can't even remember. It was like that Nintendo Party game, Nintendo Land. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, where the ghost that was hunting all the people would move around on their screen and the other people didn't, for example. Yeah. And it was cool because it was a party game and they couldn't see me and I could find yeah. it, whatever. But, um, of course, that worked in a, a local setting. And, of course, you could have that same experience online. But I think there's ways that you can incorporate a mobile phone because there's all these apps. But to me, they don't really... They've never actually like been a part of the game. Yeah. It's always something else. I um, would love to see phones integrated into games. Like the Red Dead has the app, and I try yeah. everything in my power to get it to work. But you like you have to have like your Xbox registered to your Rockstar account. Yeah. It's just like a I just massive, play the game. I just want to play the game. But I would love to even have a controller that like had like when they showed that the Xbox streaming thing. Remember how right. they had the controller with like the little clip on it? I would you love could do to your have menu or something. Yeah, where in your there. menu is your just, inventory. Exactly. You can drag it around. You got a phone, and they're right. great. They've got great displays. They've got great touch screens. I would love to have that integrated yeah. and have it easy. Have it tied to your Xbox, not yeah. to your stupid Rockstar account. And uh, think of like Grand Theft Auto Five, where a yep. lot of what you do is through your cell phone in the game. Yep. Like just mm-hmm. have that be your phone. Phone. Um, yep. And then you could, whenever you'd punch in the stuff, you'd you'd call somebody yeah. on your phone, and then it would just the game speakers would all yeah. of a sudden start playing that. You, know, like, do you that don't hard. have to have any audio from yeah. your phone, saying that's kind of silly and gimmicky. But um, to just have that interaction, because like. Anytime you go, they have to stop, pause, go into your menu, go into your yeah. inventory. That takes you out of the experience. So being able to like streamline that into uh, it, an, an extra driving device. me nuts with the map being like seven button presses in, and, and you're like, like yeah, boom, and it goes boom. Yeah, map super like, slow, really annoying. Like I just want to pull up a paper map and be like, beep, beep, yep. and there I am. Yeah, <laughs> I got my dad the Fallout seventy six, like the super deluxe hint guide for it. It's awesome. It has a big, huge map in it. That's really cool. It's just a big empty. Sand it's just pit. a giant empty sand pit. No, it actually had like little numbers so you could look at what the number was and look it up in the book to get details and That's stuff. It was cool. cool. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, question, Joe Kosla. Up next, Jacob wants to know, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, what is a tradition of yours and what is your favorite side? My left side is my favorite. <laughs> you stole my joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe. How long were you working on that? Because it took me about 2.3 seconds. <laughs> Since Point, yesterday. Okay. Point two three seconds. <laughs> he said I got posted in the Discord on Monday and was like, yeah. hmm. Let me think about that, that now. Um, I don't really have any traditions when it comes to Thanksgiving. Like, I'm not super tight with my extended family. I don't, you know, so like when I was younger, we had, you know, the big family yeah. Thanksgivings. Like, I think most people uh, 
did. Yeah. But anymore, my my only real tradition is like a Friendsgiving kind of thing where I just have people we, come hang out. What's your favorite turkey or what's your favorite? My favorite side? Yeah. Um. Wow. I mean, do I have to pick a favorite? That's like saying which child is my favorite. You don't have any kids. My mom so did have <laughs> Um, it wasn't you, was it? It was. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Don't listen to this. Um, I'm going to go with probably green bean casserole. I actually it's, really uh, like so it. It's so good. It's so good, especially with the French's crispy onions on top. Mm. I've never had green bean casserole. It's pretty good. Um, You're a vegetarian. Thank you. I didn't necessarily mean that as a compliment. That was more of an observation. Yeah, no, I've never, never had it. Is it something that you're just averse to trying? Or mm, probably okay. Like I don't like canned green beans, so I guess as long as they were fresh green beans, it might be okay. I don't even know what's in it. I, like I, it's green just beans. like cream, like it's cream probably of like cream of mushroom, soup. which I don't like mushrooms. Right. I think there's nothing about it I generally like, except when those things are together, it's pretty delicious. Yeah, mm. I've never had it. It's uh, just like, I'd try it. It's just creamy green beans, really. Oh, that sounds nice. It's, yeah. It sounds nice. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. And I think you could probably, like, as long as they, the... I usually like my green beans really cooked. I don't like them to be very hard. Well, so I actually like, like canned green beans in a lot of cases. I like them crispy. Um, yeah. But I think green bean casserole, like, you can have a variety of... They can be more cooked or less cooked, mm-hmm. so... Um, Interesting. I do like that a lot. It's a very yeah. deep conversation. <laughs> right? It's so good, though. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, you know, uh, let's talk about what I hate. Cranberry sauce. Do you, I think do you only hate the kind homemade or in a can? Oh, don't give a crap. It's so, it's I love all it. Ethan, yeah, I don't like the kind in a can. It's just gross. That but, I can uh, I can stomach it, but either uh, way, fresh cranberry stuff. So- nope, mm. not a fan. Yeah, I like fresh. Sorry, stuff a lot. I think cranberry sauce is great, and you can literally put it on anything no, you have for Thanksgiving, and it's all no, delicious. No. Like you can mix it with your stuffing; it's good. You no. can put it on your green beans; it's good. You can eat it with the turkey; it's good. You can put it on a sandwich with cream cheese and alfalfa sprouts, and it's good. No, yeah, <laughs> truth. Cranberry sauce on cranberry sauce truth. on a sandwich or on a turkey is like pineapple on a pizza to me. It's not where it's supposed to go. That's not where it goes. No, it's great on it's everything. Wrong. It's wrong, and I'm sorry if you're listening to me and you do that, but you're wrong. I'm listening to you, and I do that. Interesting. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a fan of the canned kind, but I think the fresh kind's great. Okay. I like cra- do you like cranberry juice? Yeah, I love cranberry juice. So you juice. like cranberries. Yeah. It's, Again, it's like I like pineapple juice. I just don't point. like pineapple juice. I had a pizza at lunch that had cranberries on it. No. It was so good. That's not where they go. Oh, my God. It had pears on it, too. That's not where those go. It was go. so good. And oh. gorgonzola and candied walnuts and Okay, pear gorgonzola and candied walnuts and, and a salad are fine. Oh, it's, this is on a pizza, pizza and it had with brown sugar. and caramelized onions. It was delicious. It, Have you ever dubbed your pizza crust in honey? Have you ever been to a place that serves honey with their pizza? No. Yeah, that's good. Go to go to uh, the Rock and get their uh, moz the brown sugar moz bread. It's like pizza crust with mozzarella and brown sugar. It's delicious. It's real good. So, what's your family tradition <laughs> or favorite side? So, it, when I lived in Utah, like for the last I don't know for the, the ten years before I moved here, or I guess I didn't know. Uh, probably for the four or five years before we moved here, we had Thanksgiving at my house, which sucked because I'm a vegetarian and I ended up having to cook a stupid turkey. Tofurkey. Uh, I've never had a tofurkey. Um, I hear they're good. Yeah. Prepare it right. Um, But then when we moved here, I'm like, we don't have any family here. We don't have to do this big, (laughs) stupid, make a million foods tradition that like, like, I don't really like turkey that much even when I ate meat. So it was no big deal. And so now we go and go to our favorite Indian food restaurant every Thanksgiving. And it's amazing because you don't have to cook anything. They do all the cooking. And I get to eat Indian food, and it's um, 
it's a miracle. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> it's a delicious. Thanksgiving miracle. Yeah. So we, we eat Indian food. So I don't. My, my favorite side, I guess, is naan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I actually really like my mother in law makes amazing stuffing. It's so good. God, so, I do love stuffing. Yeah, I like stuffing a lot, a lot, a lot. Any traditions in your household? Yeah, we go to grandma's, have dinner, have dinner, lunch. Dinner, dinner, I know, dinner at 2 o'clock. What is yeah, this? Yeah, I don't understand the Thanksgiving dinner. Can I just see dinner, dinner at real dinner And what's time? even worse is like when my wife and I first got married, it was like you were expected to go to Thanksgiving at both sides of the family. So you'd have like dinner, lunch, and then I'd have to go to my parents' house and have like dinner. dinner, dinner. Like no one needs two full Thanksgiving meals in a single day. I'm fine with that, but they scheduled them at 2 and 3. Yeah. Like, oh. I can't even go to both at the same time. It's terrible. Yeah, that's why Garbage. we're having our dinner. I think our dinner is set for 5 o'clock. But we're like, hey, if you want to come over and hang out, we're just cooking and kind of kicking it, drinking wine, whatever. Perfect. So I'll stop for some wine on the way to Indian food. It'll be great. Do it. Come on by. All right. Thank you, uh, Jacob. All right. Kangaroo Jack wants to know, what open world games did you enjoy the most and kept playing to get 100% completion? His was Fallout 3. I have never 100%ed an open world game ever. Uh, The only one I've ever 100%ed was Far Cry 5. Um, I oh, beat, wow. I beat, well, and I don't want to say like I 100%ed it, but I did all the missions. I did all the extra stuff. Like I didn't get like all the trophy or not trophies, but I didn't get all the achievements. Right. But I think I pretty much 100%ed the, the mainline game. But like Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, I beat both of them, but I didn't 100% it. I beat Skyrim, but I didn't 100% yeah, some it. Some of those games, they're just like open world games have just gotten, it's, it's not even that it's a generational thing. It's just like each game. Like the, yeah. look at our open world game. Oh, look at our our open world game. It's three times bigger and yeah. five times as much crap it's to as do. Big as your ain't head. nobody got time for that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. What about you? Oh, uh, I'm sure Dylan has. Borderlands. Really? You 100% of Borderlands? Playthrough wow. 1, Playthrough 2, all the DLC and all achievements. Dang. So are wow. 1 and 2, are those, are those considered open world games though? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like... You have to go through an open world. It's like no different than... They're kind of leveled, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's different areas, areas. but... But you, you can, can get can you go back areas. and forth. Yeah. yeah, you can go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, you get the areas, can you get to it's any not, area you want at any time you want? No. No. I don't think so. I think they're locked off. I mean, there's. I think there's certain areas that are mission-specific that you go to, right. but other than that, the map you can, can you go, go anywhere? Anytime. Yeah. I think there a lot of them like a lot of them you wouldn't want to because the difficulty would be way too high. Right. So I think you're gonna find eh, sort Still, of. the moral of the story yeah. is is you've hundred percent of some massive yeah, games that I haven't. No. Yeah. No. That's the only one. Yeah. But hey, you I did played it. that a lot. I, yeah, I think Far Cry like it just wasn't that much. Like I mean, hundred percent Far Cry it took me like maybe sixty five hours, so it wasn't. And it wasn't an open world game, but it was a uh, uh, Metroidvania, uh, Symphony of the Night, where you get like that two hundred and two percent or whatever by flying up in that yeah. weird space outside the castle as a yep. bat. I managed to do that. Good enough. That was weird, um, but it was fun. So yeah, um, hopefully though, I hundred percent Spider Man. I'm still playing that. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm still playing it. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm I'm taking my time with it just because it's fun. I really enjoy it. And for whatever reason, man, I am seriously like just stoked on getting all these things and doing all these things because they're all just different enough. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. So I think that'll probably be the game that I 100%. I sent it back to Gamefly two days ago. Wah, wah, wah. Never uh, even got past the first boss. <laughs> oh, really? No. Dude. 
Um, all right. Thank you for the question, Kangaroo Jack. If you've got questions for us, best place to do that is in our Discord. Hop in there and drop us a question. Or you can send them to us on Facebook or wherever. Go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. It'll get you there. There you go. All right. Let's wrap it up this week with a cheap free game segment. And we've got Humble Bundle. Yeah, this one just came out today. Today and being Tuesday. I'm looking at it. I'm not necessarily impressed with it. There's some good stuff in here, though. Um, is there? Yeah, I mean, for the dollar tier, you can get Rise and Shine, which is super hard, but it's good. It's free. Yeah, oh, I downloaded that. Yeah, it's Do free not like tw- the way it controls. Yeah, it, are you playing with a mouse and keyboard? Or? No, I'm playing on the Xbox on Game Pass. Oh, that's rough then. It plays better with a mouse, as I recall, okay. um, which seems weird. But uh, like, I don't like the aiming mechanic. Yeah, the aiming mechanic was really bad with it. I well, I think they what they could have done to fix that thing though is shown where you're aiming, yeah. show a reticle or show yeah. like something. But and that's, and that was exactly my experience with it. Was I was playing with a gamepad because that game seems like you should have to play it with a gamepad. Um, but then the aiming was like seemed very like eighths, like you had an up and then a diagonal and then a straight, and that sometimes you needed a far more fine aiming control of that, which worked with the mouse. So you use the mouse and it works really right. great. But then you're having to like platform and jump and stuff with keys, which is really hard. Yeah. So yeah, I, I forgot about that. But yeah, that's that's rough. So this is on the PC. It's better. Um Battleship Brigade in the the five dollar tier is supposed to be very good. Um yeah, Dirt Four, Oriental Empires. Yeah, maybe this isn't a great one. But there's some there's some stuff in there. I mean like a buck for four games is never, never Right, bad. that's not bad. Yeah. I'm um, not familiar with Super House of Dead Ninjas or Super House of Dead Ninjas True Ninja Pack, but it sounds kind of fun. So I mean, it looks like a it's an adult well, it's an adult swim game and it's a like a retro throwback kind of game. So there's that. Yeah, it looks all right. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. Yeah. Um of course if you'd like to pick up this humble bundle or any of the other active humble bundles, go to bitemepodcast.com slash humble and uh you can purchase them via our little portal there. I don't know, pinstripe looks real good. It's yeah, in the dollar section. Good. That looks fun. So uh, do that, and also if you're not signed up for the Humble Bundle monthly, uh, definitely subscribe. Via I don't that remember link. what the gamers this month. Do you remember for uh, Humble Bundle monthly? Oh yeah, it's Metal Gear Solid. It's a bunch of games that I don't really care about, uh, or Metal Gear Solid. Metal, Metal Gear Solid Five. Metal Gear Solid Five, which I already own on the PlayStation and the Xbox, mm-hmm. and uh, City Skylines, which I already own on the PC. So meh. right, and it's in Game Pass. Yeah, and it's on Games Pass. So Although that. it does give you City Skylines After Dark. Wait, yeah, I, I'm. Gonna try that game. It's fun. It's actually a lot of fun. I, I really like I don't it. Know if a sim game is fun. It is though. It is actually okay. kind of fun. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Cool. I used to really like uh, sim games. Yeah. I wanted. I always wanted to be into them. Always like I wanted to be into like RTS games. Yeah. And I like, always wanted to be into the like the the WoW. I always wanted to be in these some of these games. And I just. I really want to be in XCOM. I need to find like an XCOM mentor or someone to like play XCOM with me just so we can experience it like when we screw up at least it's two people screwing yeah. up instead of just me. <laughs> I would buy a super into XCOM. Yeah, I keep trying to convince Hans to be my ex my XCOM mentor and he says that he's not good at it either. So yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. Whatever. All right, that's that. That's our show for this week. Episode Woo. 105 is done. In um, the books. Yeah. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving or uh whatever it is or you want to celebrate or a great Thursday. Enjoy um your Friday off if you've got that. You know what I'm thankful for? Our listeners. Aww. You patronizing? <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of patronizing, patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Ooh. There you go. Um, yeah, if you want any more info on this or anything else, head to our website, bite me podcast.com. Uh, add slash humble to check out our humble bundle link. Uh, slash discord to go to our discord and join up there. It really is the best place to be. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. 
We've got a lot of channels. Mm-hmm. And I'm there. Oh. Almost all the time. Great. <laughs> now nobody's going. No, Crap. I'm um, All right, that's it. Have a great Thanksgiving. Bye. What? Bye.